I came expecting today to hear from the Lord. I came expecting in the in the spirit to receive something. Amen. Can we all can we all stand and just lift our hands and give God some praise in this house? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy, God. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to be in your house, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why don't we pray before we get started? We're going to get started on Sunday school. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord Jesus, God, for this opportunity to come before you, Lord. Be in your house, Lord Jesus. I ask that you bless the service this morning. Bless the service, God, after this, Lord. Lord, I just ask, God, that you would impart things into our hearts and our minds, God, to be able to change us, Lord Jesus. And Lord, let us receive your word with gladness, Lord Jesus. And God, let us, let us uh, absorb your word, Lord. Let your word come into our bones, Lord Jesus, and let it change us from the inside out, Lord. Let us receive your word and let it fall on good ground today, God. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. The last uh, couple months or so, we've been breaking down the principles of the doctrine of Christ found in Hebrews uh, 6, 1 and 2. Amen. I know there's a couple new people here, so we can actually look at that scripture and understand what, what's going on there, but... Hebrews 6, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of the doctrine of baptism, of the laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Amen. So these are the principles of the doctrine of Christ. We have a, a, a listed order. Amen. But the, the first verse there, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go unto perfection. What he's saying there is that we, we're, we're not getting rid of the principles of the doctrine of Christ. What he's saying is we're leaving them there. Amen. All the things that we learned of, of these things, all, everything that we've experienced in our walk with God, they're to stay. They're our foundation. Amen. The doctrine of Christ has to be our foundation. And once it becomes our foundation, we're able to go unto perfection. Amen. That word, uh, when we're going unto perfection, there's going to be a day, amen, where we have to stand before Jesus Christ and we have to meet Him face to face. And I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear when we go on to perfection. Amen. As we're here on this earth, we're nowhere near perfect. But God gives us His grace, which is the empowerment to do His purpose in our life. Amen. And so we can stand knowing what the doctrine of Christ is. And so as we break down these, these principles, as we have been the past couple months, uh, we have the ability to go into perfection. Why? Because we now have a foundation. If we go to that uh, scripture before, which is Hebrews 5 and 12, it says not, uh, we don't want to be partaking or, or not having uh, us. We want to have a solid foundation because if we're trying to relay the foundation over and over again, we're not going to be able to go further. If we're just trying to relay the foundation over and over again, we're only going to be able to partake of milk. The only thing that we're going to be able to do in our relationship with God is keep stumbling over and over and over. Why? Because we don't have a foundation. 
If you've been just struggling in your walk with God, I would encourage you, get a foundation in the principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And so once you have that foundation, amen, then we're able to move on. There's no more uh, keep failing over and over and over because why? Once we experience the born-again experience, amen, God gives you the empowerment to do His purpose in your life. We're no longer slaves to sin, but now we have the liberty to walk in the Spirit, amen? And we have liberty once we walk in the Spirit, amen? And if we're not walking in the Spirit, we're not going to have liberty against sin, and that's the reality. God will give us the empowerment to not do it, but we have to do something ourselves, and that's make up in our mind that we're going to follow Him. We have to make up within our spirit that we're going to follow Jesus Christ. And what does he do? He does his part and he says, you know what? I'm going to drag you along with me and we're going to do this together. Amen. So we've been breaking down. Uh, we've went from repentance of dead works. We've talked about faith towards God, the doctrine of baptisms. And we've been talking about the, doc- the, the principle of the laying on of hands. Amen. The laying on of hands is the spiritual operation of gifts within the church. So the laying on of hands is a means by which that God uses the body of Christ to edify the body. It's not your gifts, it's not my gifts, but it's God operating through the person that he wants to use in that moment. It's not uh, some means of trying to brag on yourself by, oh, yeah, God gave me the gift of prophecy, and, and you know, I'm going to get up on the pulpit, and, and you better receive what I'm about to say. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a place where we can allow ourselves to be humbled. And often we operate in gifts, and we don't even realize it. And God does that on purpose so we don't boast. Amen. As, as much as I try to get rid of my flesh, I'm still a human being. I still make mistakes. I still got problems. Amen. But the grace of God is what carries me. The grace of God is what empowers me to do his purpose and gets me back up and lets me do it again, even if I do mess up. But that's what repentance is all about. Amen. It's turning around, going the other way and allowing ourselves to do his purpose. Amen. I want to read 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 2, and then 8 through 10, which talks about what the spiritual gifts are. Amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 and 2 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Verse 8 says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of those tongues. Um, Will you put up that second slide? I forgot to put a word of wisdom and word of knowledge, so it doesn't... So I'm just basing that because I make all these slides. I accidentally didn't put those two in. But uh, the gifts of the Spirit are a tool given by God to edify the body, to edify people who, uh, who need something. Edification is a, is a means of building something up. If you look at the Greek word, 
it literally means uh, building or a housetop. Amen. So if we think about why God would give us spiritual gifts, why God would place those, those things within us, it's to build his body. And guess who's doing it? He's doing the work. Isn't that awesome? It's not me doing these miracles. It's not me doing the healing. It's not me prophesying. It's God operating through my mouth to operate to the body. It's God doing the work. It's not a means of, of a place to glorify yourself, amen. But if we think about it like this, edification is, is you know, uh, when I think about my job, I have specific tools that I have to use to get specific jobs done. But if I don't have the knowledge and the understanding of what those tools are or what they're used for, amen, the building or whatever I'm working on is not going to be built the way it should be, amen? And that's why God gives the body spiritual gifts to be able to uh, fix some things here and to uh, build some things up here, amen? Maybe, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever done any construction before, but it, there's demolition in that process. There's sometimes taking down a little bit of siding here and there because there's some rot in it, amen? And, and that's how God operates on us. There's some things that got to be fixed. There's things that have to be fixed that are hard-rooted, that are, that are really hard, amen? If uh, When we were demoing the siding off this building, a lot of it was really old so it came off really easy and sometimes whether it's it's old new sometimes it comes off really easy but sometimes there's some things within us that are very hard to get rid of but let me tell you this when you listen to the man of God and when somebody's trying to operate and try and God's trying to speak to you through them don't just push it off don't just don't just keep ignoring what God's trying to say to you. That somebody's going to get up here and somebody's going to speak a word and you're going to be like, oh, man, these, these, these preachers are beating me up and I, I just think they know what's going on in my life. I, I probably don't. 90% of the time, pastor probably doesn't know what's going on. Amen. But the Bible says that the word is piercing to the, even the, the marrow inside of our bones. And that's how the Word of God operates. When somebody operates in a spiritual gift, that's God speaking through them to you. So don't just push that off. Just, just take it in and, and think about it. Take it in and, and think about, well, what do I need to change? I would tell you this. Humility goes so much further than being stubborn. As a, as a young man, I'm only 27 years old. But I've been out of the house since I was 18 years old, and I've had many opportunities in my life to have to learn that lesson the hard way. And uh, God's gracious. God's merciful. God is, he's holy, he's mighty, he's righteous, and, and he gives us grace. He gives us that. He gives us some help, amen. I need that. I need the grace of God every single day because I couldn't make it without his help. I couldn't do anything that I do on the daily without his help. I don't deserve where I'm at. I don't deserve what I'm doing. I don't deserve a family. But God and his love and his grace and mercy has said, here, son, I'm going to give you something. He said, here, son and daughter, I'm going to give you this to take care of. How awesome is that? Amen. So as we are talking about the, the tools or the operation of the, the gifts of the Spirit, uh, 
2 Timothy 1 and 6. Paul is speaking to Timothy and uh, verse 6 says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. We have to stir up the gift. What's the greatest gift? The greatest gift is the Holy Ghost. We all need the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Holy Ghost in itself is a promise from God. Not only is it a promise, but it's also a, a gift. Amen. We wouldn't have the infilling of the Holy Ghost if Jesus didn't do what he did on Calvary. Amen. And who am I to not stir up that gift? Who am I to not just spend some time, amen, in, in, the, in the prayer closet, allowing myself to, to pray in the Holy Ghost and trying to, to hear from God, amen, maybe use God to, to heal my infirmities through praying in the Holy Ghost, whatever it may be, amen. But we have to stir up that gift, amen. And the gifts have to be stirred in order for them to be fresh. The Holy Ghost and whether God operates through you in a means of spiritual gifts, amen, they have to be used to be able to be fresh. We think about, uh, Brad brings us up a couple times a year, but stagnant water has so much death and, and nastiness and bacteria, but it it doesn't have the same effect that flowing water does. Flowing water filters things. Flowing water uh, changes stuff. Amen. John 7, 38 says, He that believeth on me as a scripture have said, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of stagnant water. Living water. It's something that comes out of you. Amen. And it's, it's something that has to be flowing. Amen. And when we don't allow ourselves to stir up that gift, there's going to be no flow. There, the water's still there. The water's still operating through you, amen, but it just might be pooling up like a big dam and someday it's just going to come out and, and God's going to use you in a mighty way. First uh, Timothy 4 and uh, 14 and 15 talks about, uh, let me read it, neglect not the gift that is in thee which was, laid on, which was given by thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear unto all. I don't want to neglect what God has given me. I don't... Uh, time is way too short. Time is way too short to... I don't want to be messing around living for God. I, I just... I don't want to have that double-minded mindset. I don't want to allow myself to, to drift off. Amen. Pastor gave a, a great message last uh, Sunday about the just doing this in our relationship with God. The up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. God is a consistent God. He's, he's the most consistent thing that we could ever uh, experience in our lives. And if we neglect the gift that is within us, there's just going to be the stopping of the flow. There's going to be a stopping of the movement. Uh, I can look back at so many times in my life where I just uh, allow one little thing, and then that turns into two things, and then three things, and then all of a sudden I'm like, why am I going through all this stuff? And then God in His, in his, in his mercy is like, here, this is what started all that. And I'm like, really? That's what started all that? Seriously? It can be so silly, the little things it can be. 
But there are things in our lives that can draw us away from God. And before you know it, you're in the very place where you're stagnant, where you're no longer operating, where you're no longer uh, sensitive or in tune to what's going on in the spirit realm. Amen. Uh, I'm not saying it's some kind of crazy uh, thing you can see, but it's just a, a sensitivity that God gives you. Amen. When you're operating in that, that flow, when, when the rivers of living water are flowing out, amen, and people can see it. You can feel it, amen. But I want to encourage us, just as a body, just, just do what you can. If, if God has given you some revelations of some things that you need to change, just change them. <laughs> if, if you got some things you need to work on, work on them. And if we don't, I just don't want to be in that place where I'm held responsible for not serving God while trying to serve God. We can come to church every Sunday. <laughs> we can come to church every Tuesday. We can go to Brad's house every Thursday and go to Frank's house every Saturday, but not be flowing in the Holy Ghost. And guess what? When we're flowing in the Holy Ghost, there's now what? Liberty to not sin. Now there's liberty to... Uh, operate within the, the means that God gives us to by the operation of the gifts to edify. There's a, a, a special move of God that happens on Saturdays at, at Frank's house. And, and all, all of us men get together and we're reading uh, these stories about Lot. And there's so many just different ways that you can look at the story of Lot. And I mean, we just sit there and the presence of God just fills the room and, and we're reading out of a book, and we're, we're, we're allowing ourselves to, to uh, we're just reading out of the book, but all of a sudden when the questions come into the room, there's this special just presence of God that sweeps in, amen, because guess what? God wants to edify people through people, and that's what happens on Tuesday nights in this place. We have Brother Steve Stacy come up, and he's operating in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And he's giving the exact word that's been flowing through this place. And that's when you know, oh, he has a gift. God's using him. Amen. He's listening to the voice of God and yielding to it. And what do we see? The fruits of it. Amen. And it changes the whole body and it edifies the body. But not only are the gifts for edification, but they're for exhortation. Exhortation is uh, a build, it's not building up, amen, but it's a, it's a means of creating joy in the body. So not only do the gifts build up or, or take down and rebuild, but it's a means of creating joy, amen, by the Spirit of God, by the operation of these things, amen. Uh, you know, somebody can, like, like last Sunday, we're... In uh, the Sunday before, we've had a liberty in worship because of the exhortation that's been taking place within the body through the means of spiritual gifts. The, spirit, the operation of spiritual gifts aren't some crazy mystical uh, thing that happens, amen. There's spiritual gifts in operation every time we get together. 
There's things operating in the room, amen. There's, there's things that uh, once you get to this altar and you're, and you're putting your head down on the ground and asking God to help you at the altar, amen. A man of God, whoever it may be, gets a word and comes and prays for you. That's operating in the spiritual gifts, amen. That's getting a, either a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge, amen, or operating in the gift of faith. And that's what we're talking about today, the gift of faith. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 4 through 7 and 11 says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. And then it lists the spiritual gifts. But uh, Verse 11 says, but all these worketh that one and the self same spirit dividing men to every man severally as he wills. That word profit with all in the Greek means interest. So when God brings his, his spirit down and he's operating in this room, there's an advancement because of the desire placed in this place because of his spirit. You know, that, blank, that bank wants to collect interest on your stuff because they want some of your money. Amen. But God is coming down and he's interested in what we're doing. God's interested in this place. Amen. And the advancement and the, and the uh, building of us and the profiting and the, and the aspect of, of gaining something from God is, is in the room because he's using us in spiritual gifts. There's edification. There's all this stuff taking place. When his spirit comes down in this place, amen, it's not that it's not here already, but there's special moves of God. There's special moves of God that minister. Don't miss those moments. If God wants to use you in one of those moments, I don't care who you are. Just, just do what God told you to do. God wants to use all of us. It's not uh, just a pastor or Brother George or, or me or, or Brad to be able to operate in spiritual gifts. If God tells you to pray for somebody when they're at the altar, you need to go pray for them. Because God's trying to use you. If, if something's happening within your spirit and you're like, I just really need to go uh, help them or, or I, I feel like I need to give this person money or I feel like I need to do this, you don't know what's going to happen because of that. But I want, to, I want to encourage you just to obey that voice. Obey, obey what God's trying to do through you because once you start to, to gain that sensitivity and you can really tell what the voice of God is and isn't, God's going to start using you for his purpose. God's going to start using you through sensitivity. Amen. There might be uh, a person down the road at the, at the street, at the street corner, sitting there bawling their eyes out. And God says, Hey, you need to go here to this place right now. And guess what? You see him there. And then you're able to operate through the gifts of the spirit because you've been listening, because you've been not only listening, but operating. What, is, what does the scripture say? Not only to be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. Not only is it just the word of God itself, but it's also in that spiritual time, in that special place, amen, when God's trying to speak to us. The, the voice of God is a still, small voice that's trying to speak to us to get our attention 
And often it's not an audible voice, but it's in your, within your spirit, amen, within, your, within your, uh, your place when you're praying, amen, and all of a sudden you get this boom revelation of, of this thing that needs to take place, and, and, and then you just start going after it. And then guess what God does? He does miraculous things that you never expect because you're not only being a hearer, but you're being obedient to that. There's always repercussions for not being obedient, but God's not trying to beat you up. God's not trying to, to make you feel guilty for not listening. That's usually us or the enemy trying to get into your mind and trying to say, oh, that wasn't God. That, that, wasn't, a, that wasn't a word from God. What he was preaching wasn't for you. Faith is one of the greatest things that can ever be introduced into a room that's full of people who believe in one thing. God operates through the gift of faith by using somebody, amen, to, for his faith to go into a room and to begin the lift of faith, to lift the, the faith of people. And when the gift of faith operates and moves into a room, I honestly could tell you anything could happen in this place when the gift of faith truly moves in here. God gives us Romans. Uh, the book of Romans says that God gives us a measure of faith. He gives us a proportion of faith. It's uh, Romans 12, 3 and 6. It says, For... Uh, I say through the grace given unto me that every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Verse 6, saying, Having uh, then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophesy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. We're all given a measure of faith to operate in the kingdom of God. But they're all, the faith that we have is all at a different level. I can honestly tell you this. I have faith that God could heal anybody in this moment right now because that's the measure of faith that God's given me. I believe that truly with my heart of hearts. And I have seen it happen multiple times. Because of the level of faith that God's given me. God, can, God has given you a measure of faith, whether wherever that level is. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So according to Romans 12 and verse 6, our ability to operate in gifts is based on the faith that has been given to us to operate with. Whatever, wherever we are operating has a low threshold and a high threshold due to the proportion of faith given to us. But the interesting thing is, is it's the grace of God the grace of God is what changes the proportion of how great gifts are operated in. Why? Because that's His purpose. 
because it's God who gives the increase. It's because God is the one who does the work. Amen. It's not me just because of my faith that I'm able to believe that that somebody or something is going to happen. But it's God operating through me. Why? Because he's given me a measure of faith whereby which that I could change the situation because God says, here you go. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the faith that God has given you? You operating in your faith is not necessarily the gift of faith, but I, I like to have a nice reminder while talking about the gift of faith that God has given every single one of us some faith. Whether that's mustard seed faith, whether that's moving mountain faith, amen. I, I would tell you this, moving mountain faith is the faith of God, and the faith of God is the gift of faith operating through us. God, when we operate in the gift of faith, is believing through us and moving out of us, and guess what that does? It lifts, it lifts the threshold of faith in the building. It lifts the, it lifts the ability for the, for the roof to be blown off of this place in the spirit realm. Amen. The gift of faith is when the Spirit of God manifests in us so that, we, so that it empowers us to have His faith. God's faith can move multiple mountains, not just one mountain. His, his, his faith is infinite. But what kind of a God that he would move infinite faith through a person with finite faith? That is really amazing. 2 Corinthians 4 and 13 says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. We see God operating through people. Uh, in the Old Testament, we saw um, Moses uh, imparting uh, wisdom unto uh, Joshua. We see God operating in the, in the midst of giving Aaron wisdom for his temple work. Amen. But that's not Moses's gift. That's not Moses's, uh, it's not his power, amen, but it's the power of God operating through Moses and imparting it into Aaron, amen. Every single spiritual gift that is in operation today had a type and shadow or was used in the Old Testament. It's not, God's not, uh, He's not trying to mix things up and, and trying to uh, uh, make some brand new uh, crazy thing, amen. But the thing is, is that God's being consistent. God's being faithful to his word. And guess what he's showing us is that he's been the same what? Yesterday, today, and forever, amen. He is the same God. We see baptism uh, foreshadowed in the Old Testament. We see repentance in the Old Testament, amen. We see uh, the, the spirit of wisdom or the gift of wisdom operated in the Old Testament. We see the gift of tongues and interpretation uh, in the Old Testament. We see prophecy operated in the Old Testament. 
We see discerning of spirits, uh, spirits operating in the Old Testament. Everything that God gives his body to use uh, to, for God to be able to operate through the body, he did the whole time, always. He's a consistent God. He's consistent, and, and he's trying to operate through us. He's not changing. He's forever settled. His word's forever settled, and he's operating the way that he always has because why? He's faithful. He's trying to show us his faithfulness by operating in the way that he used to today. Faith is God manifesting himself through you with his faith. We see like the gift of wisdom. Amen. It's not your wisdom. It's God's wisdom operating through you. We see the gift of knowledge. Amen. It is not your knowledge, but it's God's knowledge operating through you. Amen. And just like this, the, the gift of faith, it's his faith working through us. Amen. The gift of faith is not us believing it's just like prophecy. It's not like somebody's going to get up here and, and say, this is, this is what I say. They can. Of course they can. But when a man of God operates in prophecy, it's not him speaking. It's the Lord speaking. So what's the difference between the gift of faith or the, the discerning of spirits or, or whatever it may be? Amen. It's God operating through his body to edify the body through the means of his spirit manifesting in these people and being used, amen, to build this body up. Acts 3 and 13 through 16 says, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom you've delivered up, and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One, just as, as uh, the Holy One, the just and, uh, where did it go? Sorry. And desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through, his, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom, you, whom ye see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. God believing through us can accomplish his purpose, which edifies the body. If we look at that, uh, the lame man there in Acts 3, it says that God allowed him faith to believe. He'd been paralyzed uh, for all these years, he couldn't do that on his own. But God had sparked faith in him for that to happen. We don't see healing mentioned in that moment. It's only faith operating. And how is it operating? Because God had operated through the gift of faith in that moment. Amen. It, the faith was not granted uh, to the lame man by Peter, but it was the faith of God. It was the faith of Jesus operating in that moment. Uh, Romans 3, 1 through 4 says, uh, What advantage then the Jew, or what profit, uh, or what profit of circumcision? Much every way cheaply, because that unto them were committed uh, the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? 
Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true and every man a liar, as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. If we look there, it says faith of God. It doesn't say faith in God. Faith in God is our part. Amen. But faith of God is his part. If we rely on our own wisdom, we're not going to operate in the gift of faith. If we rely on our own knowledge, we're not going to operate in the gift of knowledge. Amen. If we rely on our own faith, we're not operating in the gift of faith. And like, like I said, we're all given a, a proportion of faith. We're all given a measurement to be able to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, or we're able to, uh, excuse me, we're all given an uh, initial amount of faith, amen, to operate. But God's faith, the faith of God, He exhibits it through us. And we believe by His threshold. It's no longer my limit. It's no longer my threshold of faith. It's no longer... Uh, me operating to the capacity that I can operate. God in His grace and mercy gives us power to operate regardless. But when His faith is operating in the house, He's going to blow the roofs off. He's going to go the next step. He's going to go the next mile. Amen. And God is able to do anything in the moment when the gift of faith is operating. And the only thing that can stop us is us. The only thing that can stop God in that moment is us. Our unbelief can kill the greatest move of God. The gift of faith is when God operates through us to accomplish the, <laughs> the moving mountains, amen, the, the, doing the, the crazy things that we could never see, amen, operating in the gift of, of miracles and, and seeing all these things happen, amen, but... God wants us to believe that he can do that. And all he needs to do that is for you to believe. He can do it. I know God can do it. Why? He did it for Moses. Why can't he do it for you? If he did it for uh, Noah, why can't he do it for us? He says, be, uh, you need to be baptized or you need to be born of water and be born of spirit to be able to enter into the kingdom of God. Okay, God, I fulfilled your word. What's next? I believe your word, so I obey it. God can move in this place. God can operate in this place. God can perform mass healing. He can, uh, he can move mountains in your life. Amen. When we're, when we're in a place where the gift of faith is operating, you better be asking for your dog to stop barking at night. You better stop... You better uh, start asking for God to, to make the, the, whatever's going on in your life stop because in that moment, God can do it. I've seen him do some crazy things. Amen. I've seen him make my gas gauge stay all the way uh, at a specific point and not move. And somehow I still got gas and I'm going down the road and down the road and down the road when I have absolutely no money. But God is faithful. Amen. Because guess what? He's given every single one of us a measurement of faith for him to be able to operate in us and through us. Don't forget that. God's given you a measurement of faith. And if you're lacking, he's going to give you more. But you just have to ask him. 
If you don't feel like you have enough faith for when a pastor or whoever asks for people to come up to get healed, God, give me some faith. I want these people to be healed, Lord. What, what, what is it going to take, Lord? Just, just uh, give me some faith that I can believe that these people are going to be healed. And then all of a sudden, boom, they all start getting healed, all of them, because he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That reward is, guess what? Here's some faith. Operate in that faith. Here, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to give you a little chunk. You're going to see what just a little bit more faith looks like. And, all, and, and before you know it, he's going to give you a little bit more faith. Amen. Uh, when, when, I, when, I, when I go to youth convention, I just stand there and I ask God, give me faith, Lord, that every single person that needs the Holy Ghost that I pray for will get the Holy Ghost. And he does it every single time. Every single time. Amen. You can stand up here and there's five people in the front. Just, just ask God, give me some faith. Give me some faith, Lord, for these people to be healed. Give me some faith, Lord, for some miracles to take place. God, give me some faith for some things to take place in my life where, where there's been dead things that need to be raised back up. God, give me faith that my family's going to be saved. God, give me, give me it because I need it, Lord, to be able to operate for His purpose. Just believe in the faith that he's given you. Operate in the faith that he's given you. And if God is gracious enough to operate in the gift of faith through you, praise God. That's awesome. Because I want that. I want the gift of faith operating. I want to, to see somebody get up on that platform and, and, and just believe it. That believe that God is going to do something. And I believe God can do that today. I have the faith that the Lord could come into this place uh, whether it's now, whether it's during worship service, at the altar call while preaching's going on, I believe, I earnestly believe that God can do anything in this place. I believe that He can raise dead people up. I believe that He can uh, make people get out of a wheelchair. I believe that He can heal, heal uh, broken feet or arthritis or uh, kidney disease or, or, or whatever it is. Blindness, I believe that God can do it. I believe that truly that God can operate in this place. And, what, and guess what happens when we all believe that? And, and God operates like this. He starts to do this, and now the threshold's getting bigger, and now the threshold's getting higher, amen? And, and I believe that God's operating like that in this house today, that the threshold, amen, is moving higher and higher just because faith is being mentioned in the house. There's power in our words. We talked about that. Uh, Steve Stacy talked about that on Tuesday. I talked about that for two weeks in a row, amen, about the tongue and, and about the, the gift of tongues and interpretation and how powerful our words are. And guess what? God wants to use your mouth. God wants to operate through you. God wants to use you in his gifts. He says, earnestly contend for the best gifts and be zealous of the best gifts. Why? Because he wants to use you. He wants to use you. He's going to use you. But we just have to want it. He says, be zealous, earnest, earnestly desire these gifts. And guess what? It's not just a uh, blanket, uh, oh, I have this gift and I have that gift. God will use you in different gifts at different times. 
You're not always going to operate in every gift all the time. You're not always going to operate in this and, and that. And, and even in a moment where you, you're like, oh, God has used me like this before. There's always, all of a sudden there's a wall. What's going on, Lord? <laughs> you, you've used me this way before. Why don't I, I feel the way that I have before? goes back to remembrance. Oh, I need to ask for more faith in this moment. I need to... Ask God to use me in this moment. Oh, why am I praying for this person? I don't know what to pray, but I'm just going to pray over them in the Holy Ghost and, and let God use me in, in, the, in the gift of tongues. Amen. And, and, and before you know it, before you're done praying for them, God downloads all this stuff into your brain. And now you're, you're giving them a word of wisdom. You're giving them a word of knowledge. Amen. God operates in his body through spiritual gifts. Don't think when you operate and God puts something in you that it's you. Just move in it. Move in that. Amen. And, and before you know it, you're going to be sensitive. You're going to be able to hear the voice of God and feel those urges on, on what to do, where to do, and why to do it. Why don't we stand? Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your... Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Thank you for your body, Lord Jesus, and the ability, Lord, for faith to move in your house. God, I earnestly believe, Lord Jesus, that you'll do miraculous things in this house. Today, tomorrow, in the future, God. Lord, let us not forget. Let us not, not forget about the measure of faith that you've given us, Lord. God, if I've been lacking, Lord, I need more faith today. Give me more faith, Lord Jesus. God, let me to operate with your faith, God. Allow me to earnestly contend for that, God. Lord Jesus, use this body in prophecy, Lord. Use this body in, in the gift of faith, Lord Jesus. Use these people, God, who are hungry and desperate, God, for a move of your spirit. Oh, Jesus, we're, we're so grateful, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't we give him a hand clap?